Good evening, everybody, and welcome back to Goody and Johnny Mo with the Movies. Tonight, we're going to be doing episode 57, and 57 is going to be Thor Love and Thunder. Ooh. This uh, episode has been a couple of weeks in the making since the movie came out. Oh my god, was it a couple of weeks ago? It's already been a couple of weeks. We are really behind the ball, but at least we're yeah. getting this one done. Well, it's kind of like, you know, like a bottle of Heinz, you know, ketchup 57. Like it's really just slow, slow, slow on the exit. Getting getting out there. Well, I'm sure a lot of our viewers would like to smack us on the bottle to make sure we get these out a little bit faster. Ooh, I'm, I'm not going <laughs> to touch that analogy any further. Uh, but listen, before that, oh, first of all, it's going to be heavy spoilers. But heavy at this, spoilers. But at this point in time, we expect most of you have yeah. probably already seen this movie. I would hope that uh, you know I think three weeks out now since its initial release but um, we're going to be doing I think it's been a month out no it's oh, no, three, no, weeks. No, no. three weeks yeah, three it weeks. came out when we were we came out when we were in Disney the week that we went the week Which we got home was not a yeah. full month ago yeah um, but before we do that guys we are going to be doing our traditional oh. drink of the evening and we got something a little bit special we have so many that drinks. I'm going to let Johnny Mo start this off okay we're going to start this off um, I'm going to go I'm going to go from least interesting to most interesting so first off my chaser is a standard uh, Murphy's Irish still in a Guinness glass was that in the freezer did you put the glass in the, the glass no Oh, it almost looks like it almost looks a little frosted. Uh, no, you know what? The the Murphy's was very cold. Oh, okay. I feel it. Feel that. It's yeah, very cold. It definitely looked like a frosted mug for a second. I okay, might, I might have to do that though. I, I think I have been thusly inspired to frost my Guinness glass. <laughs> Go frost yeah. your mug. <laughs> now Chris's chaser is a standard blue point this is a blueberry ale. This is a blue point blueberry. Yep, uh, this is one of their uh, year round ales that you can buy. Um, and it is in a special glass you can see. Yeah, the glass is pretty cool. Uh, this glass was a gift from Johnny Moe. And we got this when we were in Galaxy's Edge when we went to Disney World a couple weeks ago. Walt Disney World in Florida. So they know. We didn't go to Disneyland. That's why I said Disney World. Did you say Disney World? I said Disney World when we started. I'm going to have to go to the <laughs> okay, video go, tape. Go to the tape on that one. Um, but this is uh, a mug that we got in, um, who is it? Uh, Olga's? 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 Olga's. Olga's Cantina? Olga's Cantina. Um, which was a bit deceiving because you think you're going to go in there and actually sit down and like and, have a drink, get something to eat. And um, like a, rest, with the, with with, like like a, a restaurant. restaurant. Yeah, not, no, it's not. It's just it's, plain drinks. It's so, really a cantina. It's, it's really, really just for drinks. Just for drinks. They have some picky food there that is not really even, picky, I wouldn't even call it picky food. And I would not just, even that good. It's, I think it's you go there like just a, to drink. A little, like, you, like you nosh on like a snack. Yeah, but they had very... Interesting I, drinks. I think they had very interesting drinks. Yes. And I saw this thing on the and it was like um it was a little expensive but basically it's not because the drink was so expensive it no was because it's a collector's you, item you you when you bought it you got the glass yes and i'm like that's cool i'm like you know what i want the glass and it's a whole endor type glass with, yeah um, it's basically it's almost like the return of the jedi you have like a bunch yeah. of ewoks you almost got like little like hieroglyphics on here you have an atst tie fighters x-wings up here star Death destroyers star. um death stars so it's um it's really reminiscent of Return of the Jedi. I thought it was a, a pretty cool mug when Johnny Moe gave it to me. Yeah. I was like, well, they all yelled at me. And they said, why would you spend all that money on that glass? And I said, well, it's not for me. It's for Chris. And then they said, oh, that's okay. So, <laughs> See, that they allow. When they, you buy they, for somebody else. Right, it's right. Okay. Exactly. And <laughs> apparently on the bottom of the glass, it says first edition. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to say that's pretty cool. I'm going to see what edition they have when we go there the next time. I'm going to say this is a collector's Because I'll be honest with you, I enjoyed the drink that it came in. I would totally buy it again, and then I would get a glass for me. The canteen is cool if, if you want to go and just and have a drink. I wouldn't really necessarily say it's a thing for kids. Um, it's not they, for kids. They do have some drinks for young kids, like some fizzy drinks. Um but I would not recommend it. If, if you know, if you're an adult, go stomp in. I mean, at the end of the day, it's based off of the bar that and most likely the cantina. Yeah, that's essentially what it's based you know, off. Where Obi Wan Kenobi and Luke mm -hmm. Skywalker going and looking for him. And the Yeah, yeah. And it, so uh, visually, it's pretty cool. Like it looks like all the ambiance when you walk in. It's amazing. Yeah. You know, it really is. Um, but it's really it's it's really geared more towards adults. Um, the next time I go back, uh, I. 
I probably would maybe go there for a drink, but now that I know you really can't get food there, um, yeah, no, I, I don't. I'm not going to make that a, a priority. And I'm assuming because we actually had to make reservations and this and that. I'm mm -hmm. assuming if you just wanted to go to the bar and get a drink, I think they would just let you in. No, you had to. You would still have to wait. Oh, there was a wait. Man. There was a waiting for that. That's why there was a huge line out there just wow. to go in and have a drink. That's a little annoying. Yeah. But, but again, I think it's like, you know, depending on maybe time of day, busier than others. Yeah, I but, think when we go back, maybe we uh, like do a later at night, maybe type of deal. Because I'm, sure I'm sure it's open late. That you might be able to have a better chance to get in. Yeah. But we walked out of there. We ha I had a good time, but you know, I, I thought the drinks were good. I enjoyed the ambiance and, you know, got a yeah. good monk out of it. Now, the next thing. Now, this is your thing. The, the, the shot, yeah, the the shot, shot that we have poured is something special. This is special. the shot. So, uh, usually around... August, I always buy a bottle of Blue Label Johnny Walker um, for my birthday, birthday, a little birthday present for myself. And I still do that every year. But this year, I was looking to buy, in, in, in the back of my head, I was looking to buy a bottle of tequila because I have a, a very special bottle of tequila at home that I got as a wedding present literally 20 years ago. And I'm still drinking it. But it's almost done. It probably has two shots left, if that. So in my head, I was going, you know, married 20 years, it's time to get a new bottle. So as it turns out, uh, me, and my, me and my wife went out to dinner uh, a couple weeks back to a place called The Cuban. Uh, and, you know, like most places, they have like a drink menu. You know, a couple, you know, a couple pages, you know, wine, beer, blah, blah, blah. On the back of the menu was their tequila menu. The entire back page was tequila. Like literally, I'm like without exaggeration, I literally think there was a hundred choices of tequilas. So I'm like going to Carmen and I'm like, I gotta try a tequila. Like how do you how do you not try a tequila in this place? This apparently is like the Mecca of tequilas. So I'm looking at the tequila menu and none of it makes sense, but you can tell like they have it grouped. And I think the further down you go, the, the lower the group, the right. probably the better the tequila. And then I found a tequila in the bottom group that had five words in the name. And I'm like, wow, the more, the longer it takes them to describe this tequila, I bet you that's a better, better one. So I go to the waiter and I said, I said, Do, I said, excuse me. I said, how much of, how much is a shot of the, um, Grand Patron Piedra Extra Anejo. <laughs> and he goes, ooh, that's a good one. He goes, I'm going to have to double check. So he comes back and he says, it's $64 a shot. And I'm like, oh my God, that's more than the Johnny Walker Blue label. I probably could have got a shot of Johnny Walker Blue label there for 40 And I'm like, $64 a shot. I said, I refuse to be intimidated by this. I said, um, <laughs> I said uh, you know what? Let's go for it. <laughs> and to put that price in perspective, my wife was probably going to punch me because we went out to dinner the following week to an Italian restaurant that was having pasta night. And literally our entire bill from that restaurant the following week was less, including tip, was less than that shot of tequila I had the week before, <laughs> which is hysterical. At least it's so on a anyhow, special occasion. So anyhow... I have the I get the shot of tequila, and it's really freaking good. So I'm like, you know what? I gotta look into can find the bottle. Find the bottle. So I, I go to uh, a couple weeks, a week or two later. I said, you know what? It's just about August. I'm gonna go to the liquor store that I know has a lot of good stuff. Yeah. I said I'm gonna see if I can get my bottle of Johnny Walker Blue Label, and I said let me see if they got what. It, and lo and behold. They had a bottle of Grand Patron Piedra Extra Anejo, and it comes in a nice display bottle. A story about how they make it. Apparently, the bottle is the shape of the bottle is based on the stone they use to ground the agave. Oh, okay. Agave, and I actually think I'm not 100 percent sure, but I think this. Thing in the center of the cap here, I think it's that's probably like it? that's part. That's like the type of stone that they mm. use. Um, needless to say, even though the shot at that restaurant was, you know, slightly marked up, significantly marked up, um, 
this was a very expensive bottle mm -hmm. of tequila, significantly more expensive than the bottle of Blue Label Johnny Walker that I bought at the same time. Which most people know that that is a very expensive it's, bottle. And a, and a very good. But, so my goal is, even though with the, with the Johnny Walker Blue, it's, I finish that within a month or two usually, or maybe a couple right. months, but I buy one every year because I finish one every right. year. This I plan on keeping, my goal is for at least 10 years before I get through the bottle. So I poured ourselves like... This is the grand opening. Yeah, yeah. It's never been... If I just opened it, this is like a two-thirds shot because I want to savor it. I want to taste mm. I want to get the taste a little better. Okay. And it's got all sorts of funny hints of flavors and vanilla in there. It's, and so this is uh, Cheers to... Episode 57. Episode 57. And a very a special drink. And we have our chasers. Okay. Cheers, everyone. Thanks so much for watching and listening. I only drank half. I tell you, that's really smooth. That's very smooth. It has, I did not expect that. Like, it has no tequila very much, what do you call it? It has, has like a, like an after. Like a little bite to it. A bite to it, an yeah. aftertaste. Like, it almost, sometimes it could be, like, almost like, you know, a little... Nauseous, almost like catch it. Yeah, yeah. Not bad at all. Very good. I will never pay sixty five dollars, sixty four dollars a shot. No, now you go home and have your own. Exactly. When if something's good, you go home and have your own. Right. Ooh, I didn't even. I need my chaser. I don't. I don't even need my chaser. It's Cheers that again. Good. Cheers. All right, now let's get to the movie. Yeah. What are we seeing? Oh, so look first. Little shirt action pulled out of retirement. So I apparently I have an enormous amount of t-shirts that I've gotten over the years, over the decades. I don't like throwing my t-shirts out. There's only a certain number of t-shirts that can fit in my drawer. And at some point I gotta make room and I go through all my t-shirts and the ones that I'm just really not gonna wear that often get retired into my basement into Just say you do a rotation. But no, I don't do a rotation. They're retired forever. But they're down there. I don't really go down and use them. But on occasion, something gets pulled out of retirement for a special occasion. And I actually had this really cool Jack Kirby 60 or 60s Thor shirt that was retired. And I said, oh, I'm pretty sure I got a Thor shirt in my basement. I said, I'm going to need it for the movie. I had two Thor shirts. One was a modern Thor. This was an old school Thor. And I believe... The background is a page from a Thor comic where he's fighting the Destroyer, who was the, Villain the adversary movie. in the very first Thor movie. But I was very excited to, to get this shirt. And this is why you don't get rid of your old shirts, because you never know when you're going to need to pull one out of retirement for a good reason. This just validated the existence of the dozens, if not hundreds, of shirts in my base. That you have accumulated. So, Thor, Love, Love and, and Thunder. Thunder. This came out in first week of July. Second week of July? The beginning of the second week of July? Mm -hmm. Yeah, we were actually in Disney when this came out, and there was a big discussion with the grandkids that were really curious if me and Chris were going to forego a couple of hours at a park, <laughs> at the park and go watch to it. go see Thor, <clears throat> which was playing. It was playing in, in the theater there at... Uh, Disney Springs. Disney Springs yeah. on like the Thursday night. Because mm -hmm. we usually go see him on a Thursday. Yep. Opening Thursday preview, night. Preview night. And it was a unanimous no. Like, no, we're at Disney. We're going yep. to parks. So yep. I believe as soon as we got back, didn't we see We it? saw it that weekend. We saw it that weekend. Yeah. We only saw it once, right? I've only seen it one time. Yeah. And I think uh, from a preview standpoint, what was your thoughts on the previews for this movie? Um... It, I mean, again, Taika Waititi directed this movie again. He directed Thor Ragnarok, which, in my opinion, uh, was the best Thor movie yeah. uh, out of the three. And he's and the guy who plays... He's he, also in he the plays, movie. Yeah, he plays... Um, the Rock guy. I forget his name. Oh, God. Why can't I remember? All right, well, that's, mm -hmm. that's not relevant right we'll now. We'll call but, him Rock guy. But... Uh, he yeah he plays that role. He directed this movie. Uh, also directed Love and Thunder. Now, um, I still think even after seeing everything that I think Thor Ragnarok is still the best Thor movie. 
it's uh, to me it's four. definitely the most enjoyable it's got a it's got it just it's just packed with enjoyment yeah um but i could definitely still see a lot of the like that shtick that taika watiti had in the the third film and kind of was carrying some of that over into this film uh i was really looking forward to seeing natalie portman as yeah. uh, lady thor i thought that was uh, well i think she plays mighty thor in this i think they call her is that mighty what they call her i think they call thor? her mighty thor not lady thor in in okay. this in this movie um i just kind of wanted to see like you know what happened like because in endgame he leaves with the guardians of the galaxy yeah i don't even think jane foster is in ragnarok J- jane foster the only time we see her is first and second thor first and second thor movie yeah um really liked natalie portman's performance in the first film second film was just Really, the dark world was just really sloppy. In, yeah. my, in my opinion, it was the story was very it was, sloppy. It was very forgettable. Uh, I've right. only seen it once, I think, and I really haven't been motivated to see it again. You know, and that and Thor: The Dark World, I think, was in two thousand thirteen. So, if you think about that, we haven't seen Natalie Portman in like nine years in yeah. a Marvel film. Yeah, and that's even she's a, mentioned, that's even a joke in the movie. How it long is. has it been? She's she's <laughs> well. It's funny because she's mentioned multiple times. In other in, Marvel uh, yes, films, yeah. especially uh, the Avenger films, but and we I don't wonder, see her. I wonder why that is. Is was that because Natalie Portman said, "Screw you, I'm done with these Marvel movies." I don't know. Like, or, it could have been just a creative choice that they just they finally convinced her to come back. I, I wouldn't be surprised. Like she, you know, if there was like such a, like a an underperformance or it was underwhelming. Maybe she said, Thor "I need, movie, a, maybe I need like, to be more of a centerpiece, and you know, make me a female Thor, and I'll make them, and I'll and I'll come I back." I see. I don't think that. I think that was all Taika Waititi. I think Taika wanted to do that and like pitch the because I'm pretty sure Taika pitched that idea to Natalie Portman. Like, listen, I want you back in this franchise. This is what we're going to do. So, uh, brief history of uh, empowered Jane Foster from the comic books. I would say the first time you ever see an empowered Jane Foster in the comic books is in the late 60s in Thor number 136, which to me is a classic cover, classic storyline. She's not a female Thor, but she is empowered by Odin with godlike powers and abilities and this and that, basically to see if she is a worthy companion of Thor, to be a companion of Thor in Asgard as a, as a goddess, not as a human. Um, and she doesn't pass the test, um, and basically, like she gets sent back to Earth. They wipe her memory of the whole thing. You know, it's basically it's a one-issue story arc, and then from that point on, they reintroduce. Actually, they introduce they reintroduce Lady Sif into the Thor books, and like that becomes like even though I think Jane Foster's always been around, you know, Thor and Sif do a lot of things. Then in the late seventies, there was a what if issue. What if Jane Foster? found Thor's hammer or whatever. And right. what if number 10, um, that book has taken us an enormous jump in, in value. And the cover is literally Jane Foster in almost an identical copy of Thor's costume. Right. You know, swinging the hammer um, in a cover homage to Journey into Mystery 83, first appearance of Thor. And that's you know, actually a pretty cool looking cover. And then, but that's a what if alternate universe story. Then I believe within the last seven years, they actually came out with a new Thor series. I'm pretty sure Thor number one is female Thor. There was a, yeah, like Lady Thor. Yeah, and I'm not sure if it's Jane Foster or not because I didn't read it, but it probably is. I'm pretty sure that it's her. But what she looks like in that comic is what she looks like in this movie. You know, the costumes, I got to say, were really impressive. Um, I really liked what they did with Natalie Portman's costume. And I'll tell you what, I liked the upgrade to yeah, Chris Hemsworth's she, she looked really good. <clears throat> she looked great. She looked like, I wonder if, I mean, she looked like. Well, she almost, oh, she's she definitely worked out for the role. Yeah, like like they didn't CG her no. body, more for body. No, I think she, she, ton- I think she, she toned up for, yeah, for this role. Um, I, I really liked Chris Hemsworth's costume. I liked, I liked the colors. The, the heightened blues that he had and some of the golds that okay. he had in his costume. Uh, I like that. I thought that that made his costume stand out a little bit more rather than the traditional, like, he had that, like, gray or even, like, that navy blue, mm-hmm. like, in the, in the first movie, I think. And this movie is a, I think, this, is, this movie is a record for the MCU in the sense that it's the only single character to get his fourth movie. 
to this point. To this, he, to date. Yes. He's, I mean, the, he's the first, first character. Solo, yeah. He's the first solo character. Because technically the Avengers had four films, but right, Thor but that was, being the solo character. Yeah, yes. He's the first solo character to carry a movie and, and have his fourth movie. Yeah. Because, you know, I... I think subconsciously we always feel that it's three and out. And with that's a, kind of what it's been that the precedent yeah, has been and, set up. And, that and way. with Avengers, we you know that was no well, we know good. that's going to continue. We but know like that, Iron yeah. Man had three, but yeah, like but like Avengers really the last two movies was really the it was one movie was one movie it was one right. story one movie they just it was just so big because it was the culmination of you know ten whatever, years whatever phase they were whatever they were in it was you know it was the it was the end of that, but yeah you know. I think it was, you know, you, you know, the, like I said, you know, there were three Captain America movies. Yeah, three Iron Man. Three Iron Man movies. And you just sit there and say, well, that's what they're going to do. They're going to do three and out. And then all of a sudden, here comes Thor Love and Thunder. And I'm like, you yeah. know what? I'm happy with that, you know. I'd like to think that there's a Thor 5. Well, plus we saw, like, you know, we had such a great reaction to Ragnarok. I mean, it completely changed yeah. the four films. Because sometimes you get to that third movie and you're like, all right, they're done. You know, they, right. they, they've and done as was, much as they can. But it was it was really refreshing with what they did with it. Yeah, it was. And, it actually was. And so, you know, going into this, yeah. it's like we're expecting the same thing, like another, like, refreshing tale. And it was fun. And it, was, it, was it was fun. Good, and, but I don't and, think it was enjoyable. But I thought it was okay. I just thought it was okay. Like, I'm yeah. like, it was, it, it was just, I, I kept thinking to myself okay. as we're watching this, I'm like, it's okay. Uh, like I Taika Waititi has a particular sense of humor that I yeah. feel like he likes to put in the film, uh, which of course he does in this, and it it was it was still funny, it was still good, but it's like we, like how many jokes are we fitting in? Yeah, well, and Marvel I, I feel well, like has fallen into this trap before with how many jokes, how many one liners can we get in there? In a, in a yeah, film. I think it was. A, I think there were more one liners in Thor Ragnarok, but I think they worked. Better. I think they hit better. They yes. hit better. This movie didn't have as many jokes, but also the su- the success rate of the jokes I think weren't was, as good. weren't as good. Um, not to, nowhere near, in my opinion, to the the, the tragic level of of, of Ant Man and the Wasp, where <laughs> they really tried to duplicate what they did with Ant Man, which worked, and right. none of nothing the second none time of around it worked in Ant Like it was a, it was almost every single it was almost joke like the in Ant Man and the Wasp. It was almost like the same flat. same movie. I was like, wow. But with with Thor: Love and Thunder, you you had some, I'll tell you right now, the performances I thought were great. Chris Hemsworth again as Thor, fantastic. Um, uh, yes. They continue to play Natalie him. Natalie Portman was fantastic. Natalie Portman was great. This was yeah. this was her best performance since the since her original since the, the first Thor since film. Since the first Thor, um, really, really like came back strong uh, as anything. Um, love Christian Bale. I think he's a great actor. I thought he did well as Gore. I think as Gore, the Gore, the God Butcher. I think I would have liked to have seen him killing more gods rather than just hearing about it. Yeah, I think I feel only, like we actually didn't you only see him kill him. one, right? We just see even him kill think, the original one. I'll be honest with you. I think even, I even think the one he kills, you don't even really like. It's almost like implied, like like he kills him, but they don't show it. They like I don't I don't remember them him actually didn't they didn't he like shove didn't he shove oh, the sword through him oh maybe he did I think they put this he put the sword like through his throat yeah. or something oh, like that yeah maybe he so did. I think I think they but did show that that but the, but the other ones that, we just the hear only, that was the only god that he kills like give me a little montage give me like a you know 20 second yes. montage of montage him just of his exploits just him just killing off some gods so apparently okay Gore the God Butcher is a relatively recent character in the comics I like within the last like twenty years or I, so. I think within the last ten. Okay. Um, I know he's been pulled from the comics. Um, as it turns out, when I heard that Gore was going to be in this Thor movie, I, I got very ecstatic because I have one of the highest graded signed copies of Fantastic Four one seventy one, the first appearance of Gore the Super Gorilla. But apparently, <laughs> it's a it's a different gore. It's this Gore was... the God Butcher. They're two completely different characters. But I'm hoping there's a little bit of residual confusion that some people really are, you know, still going after the the original gore in the Marvel comics. And I don't know about that, that. Maybe that book will go up in value. <laughs> so uh, we uh, we had Russell Crowe play Zeus. Yeah. Okay, before we get to Zeus and all those guys, I want to talk a little bit 
about Gore's character. Sure. Because like his motives, like yeah, I okay. like I liked Christian. I like Christian Bale. Yeah, I like his portrayal, but I find that the entire premise of his character, in my opinion, is very flawed. Because it's like something bad happened to me, and I blame it on the gods, and you know that should have been the end of it. He should have just died because you know everybody curses the gods. But it turns out but he he didn't blame the gods. Though. Not at first. He was praying. You know, he's praying to the gods. He was praying to the gods the, gods, the whole time. You know, like, and he's you like, know. I'm doing everything for you that right. you have asked of me. And yet... And then he... I don't hear... Like, you don't answer right. my prayers. And he finds the god, which to yeah. me was an amazing coincidence. Uh, that, yes. I don't and quite like, get that, how well, it just happens to be... a little plot convenience. You know, yeah, the, you know, the god just happens to be hanging out in the woods, you know, close by. There's an actual physical being. You know, and then as it turns out, you know, like... I think the person that they're screwing around with was the former owner of that sword. Yes. And then all of a sudden, Gore is like there and like, oh, you're my god, like, you know, help me. And the, the god is actually a real jerk. Yes. And then, and then like, no sympathy at all. Mutually attracts the Gore's hatred of the god is recognized by this unbelievably powerful sword that just happens to be there and they connect. And now all of a sudden he has the power to kill gods and he kills gods. And he's decided that because of his experience with this idiotic god and his <laughs> daughter has died, that he is now on a mission to kill all gods. And it's like... Right. It's not just his god yeah, that he like, just killed. I'm going to kill all gods. He's going to go after all of them. And it's like, really? Okay, like, you almost seem like... like it seems like a bit overkill. It's a yeah. It's a bit overkill. <laughs> like, so you know, we're gonna. It's not like a cosmic so being one, who has come to the conclusion that certain things in the universe are awry. He's just some you know. He's, well, you're you're grouping every other god in the same. Yeah, you're making a grand generalization. You're yes. you're you're just a regular guy going through grief, and all of a sudden now you have the power to kill gods, and now you're just going to go on a bender, and try and and kill kill all these gods and and. Didn't they even say you even and now you actually have the power to don't do they, it? Don't they even like say a number at some point of how many he killed? Didn't oh, Valkyrie? They may, oh, or they like, may, they may someone have. said something about how many he's killed so far. And it, was yeah. a, it was a good number, and it it almost makes it hard to believe that this is even occurring because apparently this sword has been around for I don't know ever. ages, yeah. ages, and it almost makes it seem like the sword has the agenda, not the person. Well, the sword almost corrupts the person in a but, way, or but, like just, or brings out But I think their... the, I think the sword is looking for people that will fulfill the sword's need to kill God somehow. Well, it's like you have to be worthy to carry the sword. So like, you know, like if this sword has been around for ages, right? it should have been killing gods left and right through like all of a sudden it's been around for i don't know thousands millennia tens of thousands of years yeah. millennia but you know and apparently it hasn't been doing much because it's like a legend or a, or a myth or a, right now, and if that's now, the case you feel like you have right. it hasn't been lost or like was it lost and lost to time and now all of a sudden joe schmo gore random inhabitant you know He's not, he's not Thanos, right. you know, holding the Infinity Gauntlet. He's just a guy. And he gets it, and now not only is he able to kill all these gods, but he's going around doing it, and he's wiping them all out. And it's like... And they know he's coming. Okay. Like, apparently no one in, in the last couple of millennia have ever been able to do that for some reason. Right. You know, like, it... Well, there's, I it's think got, it's a, got a little. It's got a little logical things that let's really say that that's plot don't make sense. Yeah, I mean, okay, I mean, that's, yeah, that's total I, plot. I would think, I mean, that's total plot So now we get to. I don't know where they're hanging out, but which like where all the gods hang out and party. Um, I forget what they call what is that. It's they, not Olympus. It's not. You know what? It's not Olympus because everybody's there. Yeah. But apparently, Zeus is like the guy. Zeus is the guy. 
You know, and the funny thing you got to realize about Gonzo, and this was always an issue that, you know, I had in the comic books, is that, you know, in the comics, like the Asgardian gods and the Greek gods and the, the, the Aztec gods, mm -hmm. the only people that believe in these gods are humans. These are earthbound gods that earth people believe in. It's not like there's another planet somewhere that believes in the Asgardians. You know, so it's like all these gods that people on earth believe in, in the, in the comics, actually exist. But, you know, so how many religions are there on earth? You know, a couple hundred, a <laughs> couple thousand. So it's like, but, you know, at the end of the day, their sphere is limited to earth. You know, if you go to another planet somewhere, they're all other different gods. So there was one, there, there was always... But I think that's what this, like, where Zeus was with all of these gods. Yeah. That's what that is. Like, it's, to me, that's how I was interpreting it. My interpretation was that, like... You think it's just this all giant the earth place? gods? No, I think it's it's all the gods yeah. from, like, all, all over, over the place. And there should be a lot there. Which is why so many of them, like, were not inhuman. Like, yeah, they were they, oh, yeah, they totally they were alien. Different. Yeah. You know, and, and to me, it's like they were all there. But, but, but Zeus was the, like, top dog ultimate yeah god but like like zeus and odin are really top gods but at the end of the day they're earthbound like there was one comic where the galactus was on trial by the universe and odin shows up to speak on his behalf and everyone's like "Ooh, odin and i'm like uh no 99.9 percent .9 of the people here probably have never heard of odin because they 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 live on a planet on the other side of the galaxy like odin doesn't go around just the galaxy. go along with the story will you i'm trying i'm trying it's just <laughs> you know it's just it's just weird like that's these, what the, that's what the writer just wants just go along with the story these, these gods are just you know they're they're usually local to a planet my interpretation of it though was just the fact that this was like a meeting place where like all gods of all planets right basically gather you know and, and that's and, and it seems like they party for for lack of a better term it, that's kind of yeah. sounds like you know that's what it looks like and i i think that that whole scene in there had definitely definitely had one of the funniest i think to me one of the funniest moments that wasn't it wasn't a spoken joke but it was a scenario where i think thor was naked like in front of yeah. everybody and all the women surrounding Zeus <laughs> were like swooning and fainting and like you know I and it was like I, I thought that was actually pretty funny you know what? I actually <laughs> I was just like really I, I I don't know I that that scene I was just like I mean it's a little cheesy it is oh but it was, but it was it, I think it was funny Listen, in I the context the... of like everything that was already going on it's it's already a, a place that's bananas and everybody's like over the top it's almost like uh what is it like hedonism uh, you know I, I you know i don't know I, I don't know if that's the right word but uh, like I'm, I'm just looking at that and i'm like I was like that's the that's the joke that they're gonna go with like they're just gonna do like just make him naked and then everyone's like fainting because he's got you know probably well hung and he's just a you know, yeah. well looking well looking guy i, I mean I, there's always a scene where chris Hemsworth has his shirt off his store i thought it was pretty funny um and, and don't get me wrong, he looks great. And of course, you know, they have the montage of him like losing all the weight, losing Fat Thor from uh, Endgame. Yeah, so, I was yeah. not a big fan of Fat Thor. I, see, I thought I, that was weird. See, I found that funny. Okay, Thor, I thought, Thor getting I fat. thought that was funny. Okay. Because of all of his guilt and everything that was weighing on <laughs> okay. him, he just let himself go. But um, to see him, like the montage of him getting back in shape, I, I, I enjoyed that. Like, to me, I was like, all right. Well, like, I, we all knew I'm, he was I'm glad that pounds. he got back in shape pretty fast in the movie and, and yeah. stayed that way. Now, who played Zeus again? Russell Crowe. Yeah, Russell Crowe. I'll be honest with you. I found the Zeus character to be very odd. Like, with his voice and his mannerisms. Well, I think he was just very full of himself. And I don't know if he yeah, was told to play it that way. Yeah, I know. But it was, it was like, weird. Like, was that how it's written? No, like Zeus is. But you like, don't know that. Like you don't know how it was written. Like I don't know if like Taika was like what well, he was telling him. This is. Oh well, no, no. I it. mean, but like in terms of like how Zeus, how Zeus is presented in the comic books, like Zeus is no joke. Well, I think he's probably presented as someone. Zeus with is like very you know, like he's like the top. He's like Zeus is like the top, like God. Like even like you know like they, ancient times when you talk about like ancient myths and on yeah, Earth, yeah, yeah. you know like. Like the Greek gods get the get the most, I think. But uh, I think he was. It, it seemed to me like that's how he was also portrayed in this. Like he was a top god. You know, he was a top god, but he almost he, he seemed like uh, 
his I thought I found his accent to be annoying. Like he was like he was talking like he was like I don't know like like a a boisterous owner of a Greek pizzeria or, or a Greek restaurant. He was just you know oh yeah. Some I, it was actually sometimes it was hard to even figure out what he was saying because it was so yeah. Some, th- of, the, it was, some of the dialogue it was, was like thick. it was laid on there. I can agree with that. And um, they actually make it seem like they kill him. Which I'm like, that's crazy, right? But he didn't die, so I no, was like that okay. was. But it was shocking that they were even able to do it, hurt him, hurt do him as his, much yeah, as they did with his own lightning bolt, with his own weapon. Yeah, I was like, you're not taking down Zeus with his own weapon, right? Like you would think that, like just like you know, like Thor is in control of his hammer or Mjolnir, right? Like that, like Zeus would have just taken yeah. the bolt. Like, like, I like, but it was yeah. interesting how, like, it was like literally a, a literal thunderbolt, yeah, you know, like a, a physical object that he's able to grab and hold on, yeah, to, that, that was his weapon, yeah. And I'm and I'm okay with that. That's I, I thought that was actually kind of cool. Um, I felt and I felt like they, sh- I felt like they should have introduced more of the Greek pantheon. Yeah, we, I would have we, too. We we didn't get we didn't really like, get that until the end. Like if if they would have brought up gore, and I think they they do. Like you're like you're waiting. I would have liked to have seen some of those Greek gods or Roman gods start to like pop up and like object yeah, or like like Ares and Athena and because I can tell you right now the most the most significant Greek gods that appear in the comic books is Hercules, Zeus, Ares, and Pluto. Okay. Like 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 they're in a ton of comic books. Like Ares is in Thor books and Her- Hercules the most. Um but Pluto was okay. in there and you don't even you don't even hear those names. Like don't even mention no. the names. You just basically get Zeus and then at the very end, not to jump to the end, but at the very end you get Hercules. We finally do get Hercules, which makes me totally, you know, got to be a Thor five. Oh, I think so. I think like they're yeah. definitely gearing it up for that. And to me, you're seeing, and the guy who plays Hercules is, um, oh, it's gonna kill me. That I can't remember the actor, but he plays Roy Kent in Ted Lasso, which okay. um, I think is a fantastic show. If you have not watched Ted Lasso yet, it's on uh, Apple TV. I highly recommend it. If you're a soccer fan, I should say European soccer fan, um, European football, you'll love it. It's a great show. I was going to say, like when they first showed Hercules at the end, I, it, based on what he looked like, I almost hit, thought it was Ares. Because um, okay. Ares is the god of war, and whereas Hercules is more like, you know, like, the str- like a strong man. You know, the way they had um, him posing and his facial hair, I was like, "Wow, they're pulling an Aries." And I'm like, "Oh no, it is Hercules." Okay, so it was a little tough. But no, that, that worked out. Yeah, but but that's not for nothing. That's like um, that's the way to go. Yeah, like uh, if you if you're gonna pull in the Greeks, you're pulling in Hercules, and um, Hercules was a Hercules was a main uh, character. Uh, for quite a long time in the Marvel comics, he constantly popped up in Thor's first appearance was in Journey to Mystery Annual Number One before Journey to Mystery became Thor. Okay. That's how. That's how. That's how. Like, that's how far back, back he goes. Um, and he was always showing up with Thor, and he even became a member of uh, the Champions, okay, uh, superhero group in the seventies. And I don't think he was even, I, and he even was in the Avengers. Oh really? For a stint in the eighties, or, or or in late eighties, maybe even or nineties, even probably. In well, the it 90s. seems like we're going to see him in yeah. most likely in the next Thor film. So Hercules has been around, or it seems like it's going to be like the gods taking their revenge. Oh yeah, well Zeus yeah, well Zeus is probably really mad on Thor. At Thor yeah. you know, um, and, and not for nothing, you would have thought that the Asgardians would have had more clout at this meeting, like then you know, like they so. like. He, they, you would think that he, they would have been treated with more respect, like oh, you know, well, especially Valkyrie, Odin's son is here. But you know, let's hear what he has to say. Valkyrie is now like the assumed leader of the Asgardians, 
Spinell. Yeah. Does she well, have any? Well, she's the mayor of New Asgard. I don't. <laughs> well, she's basically the ruler of the Asgardians. Like I think that that yeah. was established at the end of um, Thor, Thor or, or um, the end of Endgame. I think. Mm -hmm. um, so. So so now what? Like, what is it, it? Is that all of her ability? Like, she doesn't get any special powers or anything like that. Oh, by taking on the, the way man that like Odin by does on the mantle? by taking on the mantle, because that was like the whole point of the transfer of power when Odin was going to transfer, was going to step down, and Thor was going to step into his role and be king. Yeah, like you know, like there are just certain things where, like you know, like it's like nothing like, progressed. You know, there's there. like uh, like there's I, to you know, me there's it seems like an, there's a void. There's an Odin sword, um, you know, like you know, like you should. But his staff, get, like his yeah, his staff his, that he like, has. Uh, like like a, he's got a sept he had a scepter but he's also got like a big spear like a, a three-pointed spear called gunnir and these are like items of godly kingly power like right. you know when you get and the no throne, one wields that you know you get you get these things you know like no one has that and to me like that's where i'm like yeah i, I don't i don't want to say it's confusing i just want to say that it just it feels like they missed something like they're just kind of like skipping over that and, and, and not filling that in. And to be honest with you, it almost seems like she's getting bored of being the mayor. She's finally, yeah. It seems like there was things that she just it's like, like it's like she, mundane stuff that she's it's like, like holding it. It's like holding this. an office, like you know, yeah, it's it like is. paperwork and listening to complaints and, and you like feel that. like she just doesn't yeah want to do all that. Yeah, well, I mean, there's um the vibe I got from that. There's a there's a Marvel graphic novel called Emperor Doom where Doctor Doom finally takes over the Earth. But now he's in charge, and he's got to deal with every petition and every, like he, and finally he's like, "Oh man, this is really not, this is not what, what I wanted." Not what I wanted. Mm -hmm. But you know, I don't know that um, Valkyrie's at that point yet. But you can tell she's like, "Oh my god, I just want to go out and fight." Something. Here's a here's a major <laughs> problem that I had in one of the first battle scenes that both Thor and and Lady Thor or Mighty Thor fight. Gore the God Butcher, I feel like two Thors should be able to take care of Gore very quickly. You know what? I don't know about that. Let's think about this because he, if, it almost if, seems like he if, has abilities that are extremely convenient the way that he yeah. phases. He, that's basically what he does, right? He phases. But if Thor into the, the God Butcher, Gore, Thor, if Gore the, the God Butcher has the power to just really kill gods left and right like i think any one on like apparently i mean if i was him, i'd be fighting these gods one-on-one -on -one, i'd take them out one at a time it's only because of the sword yeah so like okay so for example i would say that if gore the god butcher showed up at zeus's palace with like hundred thousand like a thousand gods there i would like to think that he wouldn't be able to take them. They would, they, you know, they would have their right. godly powers and yes. you know, and you know, beat him. But two gods, maybe not. I don't know. That sword must be really, really tough. I just don't. That that's one of the big things that bothered me was the fact that like these two were still seem to be no match, and I'm like, they should they be, should be they able should to be really, really tough. Yeah, the two of them together against him, that should be tough. And the other thing is. We never really see Jane attempt to pick up the hammer. She just becomes worthy. Yeah. The, well. Okay. So. The, and it's not. I don't really think it's a matter fully of worthy. explained how she became worthy. You know what? I don't think she is worthy. I think, and I think, but that because technically you should be worthy to win. Then had she wheel. pick up Molinier. The way I believe. The interpretation is is that Thor told Mjolnir, because apparently Mjolnir is a living entity in some capacity, mm. that his job was to, to was to keep her safe, to protect, to protect. Oh, her. you know what? I forgot about and I, that. And I think that because Jane Foster is dying of cancer, the only way he could protect her was to reform and let her wield him mm. and become Thor, and then she used cancer-free. 
But of what they, how they did all that makes no sense because when she's not Thor, apparently the cancer's back. And it doesn't cure and anything. And it's progressing rapidly. And it's progressing rapidly, and it's going to kill her. Mm-hmm. Which makes no sense because if that's the case, like you would think that, well, if it's, I would just stay... Just stay Thor, Thor all the time, right? But apparently, that apparently that would still kill her. Well, because she's using it, like, every time she's using like, the abilities. It, it doesn't make sense. Like that part doesn't make sense. Like if it's like if she becomes Thor, she's cancer free. But apparently, the cancer is still doing stuff behind the scenes in right. human Jane Foster, I, which well, where is human Jane Foster when she's Thor? Nowhere. She's Thor. But and this is where they, I, didn't, I didn't get that. This is this is one of those Thor: Love and Thunder to me was one of those films where we talk about this all the time, where it just had too many conveniences and a little thing and things that didn't make sense. And it just and it, it it pulls you out of the movie for a little bit because now you start to think about it. Like like wait a minute, why why is right. she why is she still dying? Because you sit there and say, oh, that's the perfect solution. She's a god, and the god is a to all these diseases and stuff. So just stay that way. Yeah, that that was that's one of those disappointing areas for me. But uh but I but I I I enjoyed the rationale behind how how that how that's how she became thought. And now that, that you I reminded liked. me of that, I yeah. I fully agree. And it was actually kind of cool the way um the hammer now since it was shattered is able to like Oh, like disassemble and then come and back then, together, and, right? And fly around and like right. You know, go, and each piece yeah, has get, like a certain amount yeah. of um, like weight to it uh, or power, and then, uh, and then, and, when then they and then it could come back and still become a full hammer. Yeah. So actually, that I thought that was actually kind of kind of ingenious. Um, and then Thor's, I, I like the the relationship that um, Thor's the uh, oh god, what's the axe called? Stormbreaker. Stormbreaker. The way that yeah, they, they were jealous. They were like jealous. jealous. That was that, that. That Stormbreaker got jealous. I don't know that any of that makes any sense, but it was fun. Yeah, that's because, one of the things where I was like, they're not. I let it slide. They're weapons. I don't know that right. they have feelings or consciousness. It's not. Well, that's what it is. It's like it doesn't have. At least it shouldn't have. A consciousness. But you know what though? This whole thing with like like a will of its own type deal. Like this, that's what the sword is. The sword has a certain will. Right. So maybe maybe it is. I don't know. Maybe it does. But maybe all I know does. is like that was funny. Like that I enjoyed. Whenever yeah. they kept playing that off. That I think was might have been the best working joke. Yeah, running joke. Running joke. Running joke. The, one of the other running jokes that they had were the two, uh, like ram. Yeah, no pun intended. Running. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> These goats <laughs> the two, or like, rams. Yeah. That, that are, they had. That and they're just. They're screaming. They're just screaming the whole time. Every time you see them, they scream. And apparently, somebody did a count somewhere where I think it's there. It's eight times during the movie, and I don't. I think I remember you saying like, "Oh my god, are they this is going to be so." Annoying. They're going to do that every time. Yeah, and I and they, and I, and they did. And they did. They did. And it in every my time. head, I actually was sitting there going like, "I actually think that's kind of funny." In a way, in a in an annoying way. That's what it was. It yeah. became annoying. It's not that yeah. like the first couple of times it happened. Yeah, I laughed in the theater too. But then when it got to like its fifth and sixth rendition of it, I was like, it's just a little tired, you know. And I can see in the like in the in the boardroom where they're like, you know, okay, we got these cool goats, and everyone's gonna be like, no one's gonna care about the goats. Well, how do we make people care about them? I don't know how we make people care about them, but let's I know how we, them, I know how we make people notice them and talk about let's them. Make the noise. Let's just make them these ridiculous, the loud, screaming, freaking animals. Yeah, <laughs> and that's essentially what it was. Now, the one thing that made no sense to me about Stormbreaker, and I did not like this at all, is that apparently. Stormbreaker was the key yeah, to get to eternity. The whole, the whole time. That makes no sense. Well, Stormbreaker has the ability. It, it has um, what's that? It has a built-in Bifrost. Yeah, but the point is, Stormbreaker has only been around for a couple of years. Like right. that. That weapon was forged, I believe, after. Thor's hammer got destroyed. Yes, correct. So it's only been around. Like, so before this hammer was around, there was no key to eternity. And now all this, like, 
Like, this is the only way to get to eternity is through this hammer that just happened to have been created you know, three I, years ago. I wonder Like, if, are you kidding me? I like, that makes no sense. Then you like, couldn't even, there was no key. And now all of a sudden, this hammer that, that Thor built because he needed a hammer, somehow that's the key to eternity. That wonder, made no sense. I wonder if they could have used Heimdall's sword. Like, let's say there was no sword. Yeah, but who's there. got Heimdall's sword now? I don't know who does. Heimdall's dead. Right, but who has who has the sword? That I don't know. It's probably floating around, um, <laughs> floating around. I liked the crumbled debris of Asgard. But speaking of speaking of Heimdall, I love the fact that they have his son in the film. Oh, and that his son has the sight ability. Yes, and it's more of like an instinct than than him actually doing it at this point, or at least in the beginning of it. But I thought that was kind of cool to introduce a Heimdall's son because. I mean, let's be honest, like, Heimdall was such a, I thought, an interesting character. He's a great character. He was a great you know, character. I really, I really liked him. And, um, of course, the actor. And I think he even appears in this movie at the end. Yes, he does. Because he's in Valhalla. Yes, he does. That's and right. And Jane Foster. He welcomes Jane Foster. So, yeah, spoiler alert. So, at the end of the, you know, Jane. Jane Foster dies of Jane cancer. Jane dies of cancer, essentially. She basically uses her power. She's, you know, she stops at one point. Because Thor basically stops her and brings her to a hospital and, and realizes what's happening to her. Yeah. And tells her that she can't she can't do it again. But of course Jane goes to help Thor because she senses that he needs it and uses up the rest of her yeah. ability. At least, you know, for a worthy um, cause. But basically like kicks the crap out of Gore. Yeah. Like Thor is gonna it looks like Thor is gonna lose to Gore. Mm-hmm. And then Jane gets there and like really helps at the very end and stops him yeah and that gives thor the upper hand right and then she expires and then the end credits the ad the after credit scene is um mm-hmm. jane foster getting to valhalla which is actually kind of cool and no, i feel like that's kind of there and, and heimdall like welcomes that. her and who plays heimdall i forget is that idris alba idris alba yeah yeah, yeah. love him now the love one him. thing and i once you brought up um heimdall's son i forgot one other one of my Things that I found annoying in the movie. So apparently, you know, when they were doing this movie, they were like, we're going to put a lot of Guns N' Roses songs <laughs> throughout this movie. And it's that's, you know, this is going to be the Guns N' Roses Marvel movie. Okay, fine, whatever. I mean, they kind of did that, I think, with Ragnarok. There was a lot of Zeppelin in there. Yeah. They had the immigrant song. But, but like, I felt like. In this movie, there was any at least three Guns N' Roses songs, if not more. Like, it was just like, oh, another Guns N' Roses song. Okay, whatever. Instead of mixing it up. And then it was like, okay. Then at some point in, 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 somebody, in one of the kids' rooms, there's a Guns N' Roses poster. So I was like, all right, whatever, product placement. Guns N' Roses probably said, you know, if you're going to use our music, you're going to have to, you know, put a poster in there, whatever. But then... To me, they went. They they finally went too far. When when Heimdall's son, whose I think name is Astrid, yes, something like that, and then Thor is like, you know, Thor's calling him Astrid, and he's like, you know, I, I don't go by Astrid anymore. He's like, what do you mean? He goes, that's your name. He goes, no, no, no. I like, to, I, I want to be called Axel now. Axel, yes. And it's like, okay, so now the lead singer yeah you know the, the character <laughs> the character now throughout for the rest of the movie is be is referred to as axel and it's like really like like that to me maybe he was being so, named after axel foley no axel rose no, like, you don't think it was axel no, foley no 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 because he even says who yeah who, like he goes oh there's a band i really like and it's just like um, it's like you know what that's when like <laughs> you know if we want the the, the concept of product placement has gone too far. I mean, it's all, in my opinion, it's already gone too far because it's all over the place. But now it's like you've, you've, by definition, product placement in movies has gone too far. And now you've gone, you, gone too far is the norm. And now from that standpoint, that point right there where it's already gone too far, but right. everybody accepts it, you've now gone too far from there. It's like, give me a break. Like, are you kidding me? You got this stupid kid going, call me Axel. And now everybody's calling him Axel. So we're hearing Guns N' Roses song. You got this kid running around who's being called Axel. 
for no reason. But you know what? Listen, Just because so Axel Rose probably said, you know, I want I want to be a character in the movie. They said, well, you can't be in the movie. Here's we'll, a little. We'll have one of the kids decide his name. Here's is a little Axel. other. Here's a little other piece of that. Okay. What? This is a possibility because I know my my knowledge of Marvel, especially current Marvel, is like slim slim to none. Uh-huh. And your current knowledge of Marvel of the new storyline zero, pretty much. So maybe there is something in the Marvel comics about Heimdall's son, and there's a I doubt uh, there's it. a reason of him being called Axel. Oh no, I don't. I don't so uh, or a certain nickname. So there there could it. be like that could be oh. a little nod to something other than just Guns and Roses. There certainly could be, but to me it's just like yeah, yeah. That's like you know it's a Guns and Roses movie with all sorts of songs and and posters and. Uh, you know, I'm surprised there wasn't. I'm surprised, you know. We don't get a, a know, guest appearance. <laughs> you know, well, like you know, what the hell is the name? Of, I'm surprised nobody said, you know, oh, call me Slash. You know, I'm like, I'm like, come on, I'm like, come on. I'm like, that's just, you know, it, it to me, you know, it, it served no purpose. Like in, in the goat Slash, it drew idiotic attention to itself for no reason. It didn't enhance the story at all. But this is, you know, but this is the funny part because. Like, the way we're critiquing it, it almost makes it sound like we didn't didn't like the film. No, like but I, I, I think we're just pointing out some of the silly decisions. The, the the areas that that could use some critique is to like we get like most Marvel films are typically lighthearted. Okay, I think we're all in agreement of that. Yeah, you know, and like and and some are done more so than others. Yeah, there's no there's no Joker movies in the MCU. No, and I just <laughs> and I don't know if. If Disney basically went to Taika Waititi and was like, okay, do the same thing you did with Ragnarok for this film, but give us more jokes. We like the jokes. Give us more. I don't know. I, 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 don't, I don't know. I still can't believe I can't remember the name of Waiki. Waiki. Taika Waititi? Taika Waititi. Mm-hmm. I'm never going to get that name right. Uh, his character. But Isn't it, is it Brock? Something like that. But... It's I'm not a big fan of his character in any of the movies he's been because I find him a little annoying. But there is one aspect of his character that I really like is when he's telling stories, when he's like narrating stuff. Which he did multiple times. Yeah, in movie. Movie. like, like that, almost, that I like when he does that. It's almost basically like he's telling everyone this he's story. Like tell, he's like, right? yeah, it, it, you know, it's like... Um, he does it like very tongue in cheek. He mm-hmm. almost makes some things up. He exaggerates these things, and it's it's told in a funny way. And though those aspects of of his character I like, but other than that, I, I, I'm not a. I don't think his character well, doesn't just, his character doesn't okay. do much for me. He's just okay. Yeah. But those when he did that, and he he did it very well in this movie. Yeah, I I, I did like him in. Um, and Thor Ragnarok, and I liked him in Endgame when he's in the apartment with Fat Thor, uh, and they have to, and like he, he's he's talking to uh, who came with him, Hulk and uh, Rocket. I thought that was good, but I, listen, I think overall the, the movie was just okay for me. Um, I still think Thor Ragnarok. If I had to rate the four films, Thor Ragnarok, first Thor, first Thor, Love and Thunder. And then Dark World. Dark World. Dark yeah. World is still in my bottom three Marvel films. Yeah. Now, in this movie, we also had a, a decent-sized cameo from the Guardians in the Galaxy. They were in there for the first, what, 10 minutes? Yeah, and that was okay. I thought that was... Uh, there was actually, I think, some scenes in the trailer that didn't make it to the final film. And I'm wondering, too, is any of that going to play out in their... Film. See, it would be, and I, I don't think this is happening, but it would be interesting if during the journeys that takes place right before Thor: Love and Thunder, if that's the time frame that Guardians Three, 3. is going to be yeah. with Thor in it, but it, that's not happening. So, like, I, I know that's not, but I'm wondering if Thor is going to somehow either make a cameo or they're going to talk about Thor. I would think. I that, would like to think. I would think James Gunn is going to make at least. Uh, there's going to be at least a one-liner in there about Thor. Mm-hmm. Something. Someone's going to make something up. Now, apparently the new Guardians movie, um, and I think we expected this at the end of Guardians too, but the new Guardians movie is going to have Adam Warlock, mm-hmm. which makes sense. Um, and I believe it was announced, I think maybe at San, Di- at San Diego Comic-Con, Probably. that the uh, High Evolutionary 
that's like is going to be in, in it as well, yeah. which makes sense because High Evolutionary and Adam Warlock were very closely related. The comic books have this okay. a lot of that 70s stuff, you know, went hand in hand. Um, so that's kind of exciting, you know. Another, no, I'm looking forward pulling, to that. Pulling, you know, um, pulling more, you know, that, that's the beautiful thing about Marvel. There's like it's going to be a long time before they run out of characters to pull into these movies. It's going to be a long time <laughs> before they have to actually fully reboot everything. Yeah. Um, but no, I'm looking forward to yeah. that. No, I just found out that the that the Wrecking Crew is going to be in She-Hulk. I'm like, I love the Wrecking Crew. Like, I love the Wrecking Crew. Like, you know, boom, they're going to be in the She-Hulk Disney Plus. I'm like, that's great. You know? so funny. So most there's people are so, happy that they, that they there's so many because it's not just the heroes it's the villains there's so many cool villains it's the villains too I think it's you know the side characters like everything that like makes up the hero's world you know and plus there's a important. whole boatload I'm sure there's a there's a decent number of characters from the last 20 years that I don't really know about that, mm-hmm. like, 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 like for a perfect example is Gore yeah you know Gore the God Butcher is the main villain in this movie and he's a character I never heard of because I you know I don't read current comic books. Nothing, nothing new. But there's, you know, there's not just the 60s and 70s stuff to pull from. There's also stuff right. from 80s, 80s 90s, 90s, zips, yeah. 10s, and 20s. There's, oh my God, 60 years of Marvel to pull from. And, Worth. And, and apparently, and you know, and not, but granted, the lion's share of the characters that have been pulled in the MCU are from the 60s and 70s. Right. Without a doubt. Thank, you know, we can thank the house of Stan Lee and Roy Thomas for that. True. But uh, so, what's your final grading? Ah, two and a half at best. I had a feeling you'd say that, yeah. Yeah, there's no way it's going three stars, because for for a lot of these MCU movies, three stars is like as good as it's going to get, because they're not really going after any sort of high arc. Right. They're they're not going for any, you know, what do you call it? You know, creative. You know, movie making. Yeah. You know, technique and, and and angles and cinematics. You know, like they're 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 making MCU movies, and an MCU an MCU movie is for the most part a good one at best is three and a half, and once in a blue moon, you might pull a three and a half star out of there, but for the most part, they're all two and a halfs, yeah. and sometimes less. Sometimes some of them aren't that good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh my God, Ant Man and the Wasp is like a one and a half star movie. I but I think the biggest disappointment for me was the was the Captain Marvel movie. I was expecting Cap the Captain Marvel to be really good, and I I hated that movie. Oh, I hated that movie. I was so disappointed that that movie was so stupid. Well, you have a chance because there's another Marvels coming out next year. Yeah, no, but I'm looking forward to it. I think I think they're going to be like, oh, I think they realize. How much backlash there was from getting criticism of that first movie. They're like, all right, let's, you know, we're not gonna, do, we're not gonna pull a DC move and and end the series like they like, right. which, which is what DC does. You know, they made a horrible Green Lantern movie and they said, okay, we're never making another Green Lantern movie again. <laughs> well, maybe that's not not, not just let's, that, let's that, not worrying about fixing it. That's let's not just the not right decision. The decision right. is to you know make a better Green Lantern movie because that's a valuable property. You know, right? Like, you know, but that's you know DC's mentality. You know, but Marvel is like, Listen, oh, you I, stay off of DC, okay? They're trying to fix things. They're working yeah, on it. Yeah. They're working yeah. on it, okay? When am I going to see Dark Side? Oh, God. Another uh, 10 before years. Before I die? Another 10 oh, years. Oh, my God. If I... <laughs> give, me, give, give that 10 more years. Uh, God, I'm just hoping we see Superman again on screen, let alone freaking Dark Side. Oh, boy, oh, boy. <sighs> no, but wait. Didn't I hear that um, Ben Affleck is coming back as Batman? He's supposed somewhere? to be in the Flash movie. As Batman? As, as Batman. Yeah, yeah, okay, good. Well, that's good. That's good. No, then no. We'll see. We'll see how that works. Wait, but is the Flash movie with the crazy guy that's no longer the Flash? <laughs> yeah, with Ezra Miller. They, yeah. they finished that. They finished that, that movie. Movie's been done. Oh, okay. And now yeah. he's like, um, this is this is going to be it. Oh, this yeah. Is the end There's end. no way. There's well, no way they're making another film with him as the Flash. Yeah, I mean, I think they recast it. They recast it. I would hope that they would recast. Because guess what? You know, like you can't not have the Flash. Flash is one of the top five DC characters, so you do what you got to do to keep it. The only around. thing that they... Listen, they have other things they can do. They can make it a multiverse Flash character. They can make it Wally West. You could bring... You could kill off Barry Allen if you wanted to and bring Wally West in. Or say Barry Allen is lost somewhere in the Speed Force yeah. and Wally West is, is going to step in. So they have other opportunities. Wally West's character is Speedy, right? Isn't that Speedy? He... Or it was Kid Flash. Oh, and it was a Kid Flash. There's a whole bunch of them. Speedy was like, um, 
Green Arrow's like sidekick. Oh, I the okay, right, yeah. Yeah, 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 okay, right, right, right. Stop mixing up the, the characters in the universes. Uh, um, but yeah, guys, I think that's it. Listen, we saw Nope that we are going to try to do a review for. I said I wasn't going to see Nope. And, and I made I you go. And he made me go. So we're going to try and do Nope. And we just watched Prey last night. Right, which not the actual release. We watched it on Hulu. Mm-hmm. And I'll be honest with you, I would be very much inclined to do a review of Prey. Yeah, I think so too. I, en- I enjoyed that. But, yeah, but I think that I, was... I, uh, I, won't, I won't say any more than that, but I was pleasantly surprised. I was just going to say that. Those are the words I, I would use, it. pleasantly surprised. Yeah. So with that, I think that's we're going to wrap up Thor, Love, and Thunder. Yep. Um, what is the next Marvel movie on the horizon? Uh, gosh. Is it Black Panther? Oh, it's got to be, right? I think it's Black Panther. Yeah, Black it's... Panther with an Aztec Mayan Submariner. I think that's what they're going for. Okay. Um, What's the title of it again? Wakanda Forever. Wakanda Forever. Black Panda Wakanda Forever. Yeah. I, I'm interested to see how they do that without Chadwick Boseman. Yeah. Um, and that's just that. We'll just see how it goes. But all right. All right. Guys, with that, cheers. Thanks so much for watching. Cheers. As always. See you next time at episode 58. See you next time at the movies.